Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs. Hello and welcome along to episode 30 of Talking Dogs on Thursday with myself, Barry Drake. This week's guest is a very passionate young man, big greyhound supporter, and uh, we're going to say hello to Dylan Fitzsimons now, who's this week's guest on the podcast. Hello to you, Dylan. Hey, Barry. How are you? How are you getting on? Keeping well. Um, Dylan, just tell our listeners, um, uh, maybe I suppose, a small bit about yourself and uh, how you got involved in this great sport. I suppose it all started with my my mother and grandfather were both on-course bookmakers at the horses and so I, I suppose the betting industry has always always been a part of the family it was a part of growing up we'd go around the country go, going to different courses you know Galway, Listowel the Curra Ferry House etc um, and I, I loved it I mean I was probably going every every weekend or every second weekend from from seven or eight years of age so you know the, the whole betting aspect of the game was always was always what got me into it and then my mum my was was good friends with a lot of the on course books in Shelburne. Um so she used she used to try and go down as as often as possible, you know. She was she was quite busy, she was working full time as well as as well as working on course, so she she might have got a chance to go down maybe every six weeks or, or two months and whenever I could I'd persuade her to bring me down myself and my older brother. And then it was it was really one night God, it must have been about five years ago now. When Droopy's Nidge ran, I think it was his second or third race, and he, he did 28 dead, and uh, that that just captivated me. Then I was I was engrossed with the sport from from then onwards. I mean, he he really was the dog that 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 got me got me back in love with the with the sport. I've, I've been a, a fairly regular race goer since. I probably out to Shelburne once once every week, probably probably three times every two weeks when when we were allowed in. Obviously, it's. It's it's a it's a shame at the minute, but that they're not able to get the crowds in. But uh, it, it obviously has to be done. So yeah, definitely. And and tell us, Dylan, from your own point of view, what makes um, Shelburne, I suppose, stand out and so special? I think it's probably just the the whole atmosphere around the stadium. It's you know it's, it's a massive stadium. There's always good crowds there. The restaurants always packed. You have you have a full line of on course bookmakers, which. Which which would add to any venue that the colour and the humour they bring to to the crowd, they they really bump the atmosphere up. You know yourself here, here and odds being shouted out, and you're looking at people running down the steps to, to try and have their few quid on, and hearing about potential gambles as the dogs are going in boxes. Um, it's it, there's just great people in Shelburne as well. It's I, I suppose it's the same in every track in Ireland, isn't it? Anyone you meet in the Greyhound Stadium. They're the nicest people you'll ever meet. You can't really have a bad word to say about any of them, whether they're ten-year-old or ninety-year-old. You get all different kinds of people, different age groups, different different social demographics, and everyone just comes together for for the love of the sport and the love of the dogs as well. Yeah, well put. There are some great characters um, all over the country. And speak to us um, a bit about how you got into ownership, then, Dylan. I, I suppose it was just we'd started myself, my mother and my older brother, we started going back down to Shelburne a bit more regularly. Myself and my brother had started working, get get getting a few quid in and uh, I think one day we just decided we decided we may as well try and take it to the next level and get involved. We we bought our first dog. It didn't really go to plan. He was he was held up with a lot of a lot of different injuries. We had him with Fraser Black. He did a great job with him for the dog he was, but uh 
unfortunately it didn't it, it didn't go it didn't go amazingly well to you know to, to put it quite bluntly but uh, it certainly didn't affect our enthusiasm for getting involved again I, I mean we've we have four dogs at the minute uh, I own them in different sort of partnerships come small syndicates with lads over in Ireland a few lads over in England that even even uh, one of the lads I own all my dogs with lives up in Scotland you know it's it really is a sport. You you just meet people, and uh, everyone wants the same goal. Uh, like it's it's. I've I've a long list of people that text me every few weeks asking, if, "Is there any room to, to to come into a syndicate, or do I want to look for a dog to buy with them?" You know, you, you get a lot of people trying to knock this sport, but there's there's still an awful amount of people that 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 really want to get involved still and pump money into this this brilliant sport. Yeah, and um, I know there was one greyhound uh, in particular who, who you enjoyed a bit of success with, and um, we we've often see um, a beautiful page of him now in retirement on your Twitter page, and that was a greyhound called Burgess Eddie. Yeah, he was a brilliant greyhound for us. He was uh, he was probably the, the the first proper dog we owned. He wasn't he wasn't any sort of mad money at all. It was again, it was just the three of us involved, and myself, my my older brother Noel, and, and my mother. Um, Marion, Marion, Des Gilbert trained them for us out in Scaries. They, they did a brilliant job with him after we we bought him off JJ. Um, he was he's a very shy dog. He, he took a long time, an, an awful long time, now to settle into into Marion Des's kennel. Um, you know, he I, I suppose you could say he was a bit disappointed. He he was doing fast solos on Monday mornings, and you know he, he was doing runs that you thought he could win AOs or A ones. He was running A threes and A twos, and he was was at the back of the telly like but uh, it all came to plan in the end he, he he's the only dog we've owned that's that's won a stake for us he won a consolation stake uh, I think it was the Christmas cracker just in December it was uh, he, I think he won the first round by seven or eight lengths and he was two or three on in the final and he won that as well after coming out a few lengths behind he was he was an extremely fast dog we with a few good nights with him he, like we went, we drove up to Dundalk one night, and he won the first round of the bar one by by a fair way. He came out two in front, and that was him gone. He, I think he did twenty one twenty. The fastest run in the first round was twenty one eighteen. So he, he he could really move when he wanted to. Yeah, he he gave you some great nights, and um, as I said, look, I've seen a number of uh, beautiful photographs of no in retirement. Um, they say greyhound make great pets, and uh, I'm sure you can back that one up, Dylan. Yeah, he's been brilliant. You know, he's. Uh, all greyhounds are great pets. He's quiet. He's clean. You really can't ask for anything more from a dog. He loves attention. He's he's always there. You know yourself. There's no hassle at all with them. Um, I mean, we've we've a whippet in the house with them. He's 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 a bit more hassle than the greyhound. But you you wouldn't even know Eddie's in the house most of the day. He just he lies around when someone's watching TV or else he just potters out to his bed. He'll he'll happily sit there all day. He. He loves going out into the garden and ch- chasing birds and tearing around. You know, he he could easily go out for half an hour or forty minutes at a time, and he'd just run around. You know, the the, the message that needs to be put out here is greyhounds really do love running, and they they they're, they're great pets. They love when they race and they love their retirement. That's there's a home for every greyhound now. There's there's a race for every greyhound, no matter what grade they are. You know, this this really is a sport for everyone. 
Yeah, um, and you said there obviously look, there's there's a grade for every, or there's a race for for every dog. There's so many various gra- grades, and I think you know with with people on the opposite side, um, that's something that they need to understand because we've got grades from AO um, all the way down to A10. Yeah, you know, you you get this a lot with the anti greyhound brigade. They they say uh, only fifteen or twenty percent or whatever it is, the greyhounds have a, have a race from. The the reality is there. If if you go to a field, the greyhounds or the six pups being red, there's there's a fair chance that at least five of them will will win a race, and there's every chance six of them will make the track. That they'll have a grade to run in. Some of them might end up double A on a Saturday night in Shelburne, and some of them might have to just jog around in A nines or A eights, but they they get the exact same care from from any trainer that's that's worth their salt. You know, every every trainer in the country that's registered is doing their best for their dog because. Quite, quite simply, if, if if you're not doing everything with your dog, your, your dog isn't going to be able to compete in the racetrack. And at the end of the day, that's what the trainers are trying to do. They're trying to win races. You, you, a neglected dog is no good to anybody. That's that's why the welfare in this sport is so important. Exactly, um, Dylan. You know, and it's um, I suppose so hard now to to win races because we've got so many master of their trades involved in this great sport. Yeah, well, that's it. Um, if 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 you went to any greyhound track and just stood outside the kennels an hour before racing when when dogs are being brought out empty out them dogs look a million times better than any dog you'll walk by out out in the roads or when you're walking by the fields or whatever i mean the 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 greyhounds and the greyhound community these dogs are really well looked after and they're the best looked after pets in ireland there's no doubt about that at all They, they they're they're in pristine condition conditions they're they're fit to run like that you know you you're never going to see a dog in a kennel that that doesn't look doesn't look in good shape because the you know the the time that's been put into these the money the owners pay to, to keep these dogs in good racing kennels you know the, there really is a love for the greyhound and, and the sport it just runs the whole way through the sport. Yeah, it sure does. And um, Dylan, advice for for any young person um, trying to get into ownership? It's pretty obvious that you've um, enjoyed some great success and um, great nights out with little syndicates. Yeah, I, I think syndicates are great ways for, for anybody to get involved, young, old, someone that has a minor interest, someone that has a massive interest. They, you know, it's it, it, it's expensive as a whole, but when you break it down to four, five, six, six people, it's all of a sudden it's quite a cheap hobby. It's a lot easier to get people in when you can get the tracks, obviously, because you, if, if you had a syndicate dog, you, the chances are if it's fitting well, you might, you might be able to have a night out of the track two or three times a month if it's entered up. You know, and all of a sudden your fifth or sixth share and that dog is, is worth an awful lot more than what it costs you because you're, you're getting a few great nights out with your friends. Um, you don't need to spend massive money on a greyhound because, as as we said, there's grades for every greyhound. You know, you, you you could go on to the greyhound dad and you could pick a dog up that, that could have the ability to win a race in two weeks' time for four or 500 quid or obviously you could go on and if, if you want to spend a bit more, there's, there's dogs up to up to any budget you know there's there's no end to how much a dog can cost cost you but you know you don't have to pay massive amounts to, to have a winner there really is nothing better than that feeling when, when your dog goes over the line in front yeah it's a fantastic buzz and as you said you know when in normal times a fantastic night out and uh, we're lucky to have so many great tracks all over the country that provide um, top class um, entertainment and top class racing on the night yeah they, they, they are fantastic facilities I mean the, the tracks I've been in recently would have been Shelburne Dundalk Drumbo up, up, up in Northern Ireland they're, they're three fantastic stadiums great vantage points to watch the racing 
good good meals in the restaurant. Obviously, the the bar serving drinks. You have on course bookmakers take taking bets. You have the post taking bets. I mean, you, you can't ask for much more. You, if if you go there with an open mind, you can only enjoy your night out. It's 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 obviously some people go in there with preconceived conceptions that they don't want to enjoy watching dogs run around the track, but they they need to understand that that, that that's what these dogs are bred for. That's all they want to do. That's all they know how to do. And they they enjoy it themselves. Yeah, and they do it so well. And uh, Dylan, talk to us about um, punting dogs because obviously it's um, it's a pretty big thing for you, as you said, growing up um, around betting and stuff like that. Um, obviously, challenging times now with with no betting shops um, opened. I, I would imagine to get bets put on. But what's the first thing maybe you look for when you when you're looking at a race? I I immediately look to see who who I think the the best dog in the race would be, who who's going to be the likely favourite, short price favourite, etc. And then the the first thing you have to do then, in my opinion, is just see if they have a good draw. Because the the, the Greyhound races over here in England, they're so competitive that if if you have a dog that might lose a length or a length and a half in the first fifty yards of the race, their their chances go up in ten air for the most part. You know, if you have a dead railer in trap four or five, uh, you, you'd want to be getting some price to have some money on him now. You, you certainly wouldn't want to. Uh, you certainly wouldn't want to be taking short prices about a dog that's badly drawn. How good is trap number one in Shelburne Park? It's probably worth the length. You, you know yourself. It's so competitive. If you have the inside line, you have a dog that turns left. Um, you have to ask the other five dogs to come around you. Yeah, and we seen some great um, racing last weekend. Um, you're a big form book um, judge. There was um, so many highlights over the course of the weekend um, with the Juvenile Classic down in Tralee and the Easter Cup in Shelburne Park on Saturday night. We'll start with the Greyhound and Pet World uh, Juvenile Classic in Tralee. Dylan, what caught your eye there? I suppose Pat Buckley's bitch was uh, extremely impressive to sing along Sally Bitch. I, I think it was homebred. They've obviously taught a lot of her for a long time. Uh, she did a huge trial in Shelburne. Uh, a few months ago she, the only thing is she, she looked like she really wants the fence I think she has a miserable draw the next night you know you'll you'll learn a lot more about these dogs that have qualified next week with uh, different trap draws and a, a, another run under their race uh, under their belt and possibly their first first time under lights as well um, and then I I thought Heat 4 has had a few potential superstars in us the Zoom dog of Mark Lahey's Looks like he he could be as good an early pace pup as there is in the country at the minute. And the Bally Mac Belville dog who was second to him was probably eight lengths behind him at halfway, and he was probably eight lengths clear of him at the drop. He he's a vulturey dog out of Bally Mac Bell. He he could be anything over a trip when the time comes. I mean. He, he certainly doesn't look too bad over four bends and he can only get better over further so yeah more great racing to look forward to there um, this weekend and in terms of the Easter Ladbrokes Easter Cup at Shelburne Park so many great performances there as well last Saturday night Dylan uh, what stood out for you? I thought the, the Dowling runners ran well um, Bally McWild looked back to his best he in my opinion he's been a dog that, that hasn't shown his best form coming off a break on his first run back so I, I think he'd be a completely different dog this Saturday now uh, I, I'd be fairly confident he can turn around the form with Native Maestro. He's probably better drawn off the fence as well. And great name that was mightily impressive. I mean, he, he was standing up on the corners at the back end of last year. He, he ran the bends perfectly on Saturday night. He, he falls into the could-be-anything category this year. You know, you wouldn't be at all surprised come, come September if he's in a derby final. And if, if he had the right drive, take, he'd take some beat. And if you were to pick one for the Ladbrokes Easter Cup at this stage, who would it be? I, su- I suppose it, it'd probably be Bally McWild. Just 
just because I've I think I went on Saturday night now, so that's that counts for a lot. The the other the other dogs up the top of the market have quite poor draws, and I'm a huge Bunny Mac Kingdom fan, but Trap Five isn't ideal, so I'd have to give him, I'd have to give him a swirl for the competition unless we can come through that. Yeah, it promises to be another magical night at Shelburne Park on, on Saturday night. And, um, you know, we've been blessed with some great greyhound racing here in Ireland um, over the last uh, number of months since, I suppose, the return after that short period where there was no greyhound racing. But um, there has been so many wonderful competitions. Yeah, it's been non-stop now for, for what, the best part of eight months, I, I suppose. A few of us were talking about the, the Gold Cup at the start of the year when, when the entries came out. And, we we said maybe maybe that non-stop Russia competition last year led to might lead to the start of this year being a bit slow. I, I didn't think it was the best Gold Cup entry we've seen in the past few years, but the, the Easter Cup has well and truly buried that theory. Anyway, this this is the best Easter Cup in my memory in the last four or five years. This it's probably still anywhere between twelve and fifteen dogs that you could make very good cases for to win this out of the twenty-four left and. You wouldn't be at all surprised if the other eight or nine that, that you might not think can win could end up in a final and you know yourself if, if they got a nice trap draw anything could happen on the night um, but it's you know the, the talent of dogs over here is quite frightening at the minute so, I mean if you, you just think you might you might be able to take a 28-70 dog up to Shelburne and win you can probably knock four lengths off of that now if you want to come up Dublin and win a race. Yeah, as you said, it's frightening, really. Um, just in terms of, of social media, Twitter, I suppose, is something that um you use a lot, Dylan, and um it's got um huge greyhound following at the moment, and uh, so many lovely people um you know following our great sport, and you build up great friendships as well on that. Yeah, I suppose that's that's the place where uh all 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 the all the lads I own dogs with, I've I've met them through Twitter. Eddie got all over in Scotland and. Connor McCormick is a, a good friend of mine out in Mead, um, and then the, the new dog we bought, we, we bought a new dog for the syndicate about two weeks ago. We put him with Marion Skip in a in Scaries, and there's two of the lads that work for Star Sports involved in them, and one of Eddie's friends from Sheffield. You know, there's that's that's three new owners into the game over in Ireland. It's it's a great resource. Obviously, the our greyhounds or our greyhounds our lives features that a uh, the Irish Greyhound Sunset, the Sunrise have been putting out, and the IGLBF. The last four or five weeks, they've they've taken off. They, they they could undo any amount of damage the press have done to this sport the last few years. They 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 clearly have been successful with the uptake of them. There's been much better media published mainstream since they've come out. Um, I think there's four more parts to come. It's it's absolutely vital now that every every person left in this industry gets behind them. Because every person that sees them could be a new person into the sport because they, they really do showcase their sport brilliantly. Most definitely. And um, as you said, look, so much um, great Greyhound content as well uh, on Twitter like that. And, you know, if you're not on Twitter, if you're interested in Greyhound racing, uh, you need to get on it quick. Yeah, there's a there's a wealth of knowledge, uh, both in Ireland and across the water. There's there's great people involved, you know. it's I, I suppose it's, it's, it's a bit unlike horse racing and the fact everyone's very open in Greyhound racing. You know yourself, I... I, I suppose Liam and Shane Dowling would be classed as some of the biggest owners in Ireland and that they're perfectly happy to respond to questions, come on come on to these podcasts and talk about their dogs. You know, the, the big owners in horse racing sometimes feel a bit detached. The, the greyhound racing community really is a, a working man's community. There's there's no secrets. Everyone's very open. It's, it's, it's a very giving community. You, you can find out any amount of things in the space of hour, in, in hours if you ask the right questions. Like... 
that it, it really is open for everyone to see any anyone that doubts that the genuinity of of the sport or or the positivity of the sport just just needs to ring a local trainer and I'd say 99.99% of trainers in the country would be happy to open their doors to anyone for an hour and, and really show them what what this sport's about and how well their dogs are treated. Without a doubt, um, Dylan. And uh, finally, I suppose, look, we've got um, a tough couple of months ahead, but when it's um, safe to do so and when the, the tracks do open up again, I would imagine you'd be urging um, all young people to head after their local track and enjoy a good night out. Yeah, I, I try my best to, to convince a, a few of my friends to come whenever I can probably been unsuccessful for the most part but they, I've got them out the Shelburne a few times in the last year or two uh, it's it's a hard sell on a Saturday night you know yourself you're competing with everything you, you, you might find yourself sometimes even if if one of your friends is a birthday or something on a Saturday night and the card isn't inspiring it, it, you, you might end up swerving it it's, you know it, it needs to be made more attractive especially to young people I mean you, you see the massive success of student race nights or student race days at the horse's uh, I think a student race night could be something that could be brought into brought into the tracks across Ireland. They're all fairly close to the city centres. So, you know, it's it's a perfect night out of the dogs. You go down, you watch the Greyhound race, and you might have a better too. You can have a few drinks, get something to eat with your friends, and I, I finished at a, at a perfect time then for for you to head into town after, go for a few more drinks, whatever, enjoy your night out after. You know, it it really can be used as a perfect springboard. I think Shelburne have a massive opportunity with the amount of people they have on on their doorstep. You know, they, all, all the major nightclubs in Dublin are, are ten minutes, ten minute bus journey away, ten minute taxi ride away. It, it really needs to be promoted as a, a great night out that finishes at a sociable time. And then, if if you want to go on and extend your night out further, it's, you're you're in the right place then to to go out and have a, an even better night after that, after enjoying a, a great night's greyhound racing. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it, Dylan. Well, hopefully, look, we'll be back at our tracks um, soon in the coming months and um, enjoying more great nights. We're wishing you um, all the success with um, all your uh, greyhounds going forward. Um, it was great to speak to you um, on the podcast. And um, as I said, best of luck going forward. Cheers, Barry. Thanks for having me on. Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash talking dogs.